Welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads, a podcast all about beer from a West Virginia perspective. I'm Erin McCoy, here with my podcast partner, Charles Bakwe. Today for the podcast, we're doing a conference call with two of West Virginia's favorite breweries. On the phone, I have Aaron Fonda joining us from Weathered Ground Brewery in Cool Ridge, West Virginia. Aaron, welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads. Thank you, and thanks for having me. And we also have Matt Kwasniewski from Big Timber Brewing Company in Elkins. Matt, welcome. Howdy. Thanks for having me as well. Okay. And, of course, my co-host Aaron McCoy is here, too. Yes, I'm glad to be here during these strange times. Yeah, I know. So, guys, we're about three weeks into the shutdown of on-premise consumption at brewery tap rooms and as well as at all bars and restaurants in West Virginia. And even though our breweries can continue your, you know, your other operations, it's surely been a foray into uncharted territory for you guys. And I know even talking to our beer fans around the state that they're very concerned about our breweries and, and your health, uh, business health and all. So, Aaron, I'll start with you, Aaron Fonda. Um, how are you guys holding up generally? And I guess by holding up, I, I mean um, mentally as well as business-wise. Yeah, sure. I think it's uh, definitely uh, unprecedented times, and um, we are doing the best we can to continue to keep our um, our employees here. You know, we have been lucky to keep all of our full-time employees as well as um, our bartenders. We've allowed them to kind of come up on an hourly basis um, as opposed to how they used to be as as bartenders, they can now clock in and, and come in and um, and do work that needs to be done to the brewery. So we're trying to keep ourselves just occupied and busy by um, tackling all of the jobs we've needed to do for quite some time now uh, to the tap room specifically, keep our minds occupied and try to keep the spirits up. Um, we come in and shift, so there's not ever too many people actually on premise at one time. Um, and Sam and Anthony have remained downstairs mm-hmm. and keep trucking on some of the things that they've wanted to do and um, haven't had time, like our barrel program and, and other things like that. So yeah. we're just trying to stay sane um, mentally and just keep everyone on board and try to keep positive attitudes and keep everyone just um, on a routine as much as possible because yeah. I think that's been really helpful for everyone. Yeah, it would seem to be important. Erin uh, McCoy, you had something? Yeah, same question for you, Matt. How are you guys holding up in general and mentally and financially? How are your employees? Just just generally, how are things doing? Um, yeah, to kind of mimic some of what Aaron said, I we still have all our employees on staff. Um, some are working from home. We got our brewers uh we're working on digitizing some of our brew logs and getting stuff so we can uh, pull up information easier and faster. That's good. Uh, a lot of stuff we've been putting off over the years are, is finally getting done. So we got a lot of busy work to do. Our bartenders, um, all of them are still uh, taking shifts, doing to-go sales. Um, we raised them up to a, a regular hourly wage. Yeah, as far as the brew house goes, we have some beer that we're a little concerned about staying in the tanks, but we're we're trying to look at getting ways to get that in cans. 
Yeah, you um, know, uh, Matt, you told me last week, I think it was, that as far as draft sales go, that draft is dead. And I wonder if you could explain a little more about that observation. I mean, it's pretty obvious in a way, but still I thought you might have some more uh, ways of explaining that. Yeah, I mean, ever since um, bars and tap rooms got shut down for on-premise, we have not sold a keg. So, <laughs> Well, we, we've sold some to individuals that have kegerators, but... As far as for distri- distribution, there hasn't been a keg sold. So yeah. as far as what we're doing in the brewery, it's just can beer for cans. Um, and then, uh, again, like Aaron said, we're actually brewing some beer for barrels because it was kind of, well, when we have time, we'll yeah. do that. And, well, now we got some time. And So and at, we, at the brewery itself, though, have you seen a, a big increase in your can sales at your tap room or your store um you know i i think we're moving some more cans than what we did before um we've kind of ran a discount since it's happened to try to encourage purchasing at the tap room helps keep a bartender busy and um yeah it's it's just (laughs) been uh as far as tap room sales i mean for the month of march which we were open for half of it we're down 25 percent um and that's uh tap room had been beating every month before Mm -hmm. my wife ashley that manages it she's trying to find ways to um encourage people to purchase so you guys tap room while keeping safe distances so Sure. And are you guys uh, doing some taproom discounts? Yeah, we just, we have a 15% discount on all beer. So That's pretty strong. Yeah, it's it's not so much, it, 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 the margins are not great at this moment, but it's more just keeping a cash flow and, you know, mm-hmm. have some money coming in to help pay bills, help do payroll and <clears throat> keep everybody busy. Right. Aaron McCoy? Yeah, Aaron, um, whether Ground had a good taproom business before the shutdown, you'd expanded your menu and your hours. Um, how is business there? What are you doing to keep customers coming in? I've, I'd heard a little bit about a new online sales program in the works. So can you just elaborate about some of those things? Yeah, so I, I think we can consider ourselves extremely lucky that we uh, implemented the brick oven uh, when we did. Because I say that in the sense that most um, of our curbside is a nice combination of people coming for a one stop. So they're getting their food and their cans or their crawlers or their cider to go. Um, And I'm not sure that we would have that many people coming here um, if it was just for the cans, crawlers and cider. Um, Right. We do have an advantage because we live in a super small town with a community that has obviously been very supportive of us from day one, but we don't have a ton of places that sell our cans locally. Um, So we have uh, like Tobacco Town in Beaver, West Virginia, which is not far from us. They do sell our cans, but there's just not that many places right now with the way that things are shut down that are selling uh, our cans or our beer in general. So we've actually seen an increase in food sales uh, since 
the shutdown. Wow. Um, which is pretty insane for us. So the yeah, food is definitely, yeah, it's definitely keeping us afloat. We, we ran the numbers actually yesterday and, um, we are doing on average, um, 20 or 30 pizzas more a day, uh, than we were when we were open to the public, which wow, it just seems crazy, but yeah, that's maybe. a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, but people seem to, um, have this kind of amazing, uh, positive attitude surrounded, surrounding us basically saying like, this is the one place they look forward to coming to every week, whether it's trivia night or, you know, meet and greets with friends on the weekends. And if this, if they don't support us now and they know that we're not around when, when this is all said and done, right. um, it's a place that, you know, they really have come to, to treasure as their kind of their weekly thing to, to look forward to. Um, so I think most people are still coming up and getting beer and food just as if they were coming up beforehand. So if they came up for trivia on Thursdays, you see them on the to-go on Thursdays. Um, so it's just been, it's been pretty um, phenomenal just seeing how much support we've had. We are only doing curbside. So no one can walk in the tap room. Okay. Um, so they call in the order. Um, Travis, Bobby, Devin, whoever's here takes the order um, and, and, and Devin works in the kitchen, Bobby and Travis get the crawlers or the cans or their cider together. We have a table right by the front door that they place it on. And then when their car pulls up, um, we go ahead and put on the, the gloves and, um, carry out the sanitizers and everything and pick up the card, bring it in, run it, give them their food and then take the card back. So no one's actually in the tap room, but, um, so far it's worked, it's worked well. Um, well yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a, a good system. Um, are you doing any kind of special discounts for what cans you do have that you're selling to go? <laughs> yeah, as Matt touched, there's definitely some stocking tanks that we're we're worried about. Um, about a week after the, the shutdown, uh, it may have been actually the same week that uh, we actually went into only to to go uh, services. We had uh, 15 barrels of Haggard, our IPA, that had just gone into cans. Um, and so we ran a special, uh, come in two, four packs of Haggard, get the third half with a koozie, um, you know, just trying to give a little bit of an incentive for people to buy more than one four pack at a time right? Um, to get that off the shelves. But um, as we continue to go, we'll continue every week to pick a different beer um, that in cans that we, that we'll discount. Um, it's just, it's the name of the game right now. We have been really lucky um, and I think we're going to touch on this in a little bit with being able to still distribute our cans to a few places um, outside of the tap room. So we're not completely, you know, dependent on selling everything out of the tap room. But um, but it's been so far, people have been very supportive of it. So That's what great. what is this uh, new online sales venture that you're looking at? So right now we're trying to move into a space um, where people can not only call in orders, but order online throughout the day. And one person will be here just filling that space. So right now someone physically has to answer the phone. Um, and that's kind of hard for our guys downstairs to run up and down when we don't have someone hourly in the tap room. Um, so we normally just have someone hourly in the tap room from 4 to 8 p.m. So if we can move on to an online sales for the beer and crawlers, 
and the cider, then people can order online. Um, we'll get a notification that someone's ordered. They can come upstairs and package. Um, and then from four to eight, when we're offering food or on the weekends, same deal. You can order online. Um, the kitchen staff will get the notification and it will hopefully speed up the process a little bit uh, and the confusion between the bar and the kitchen. Um, and then also helping out with who we have to have in the tap room from you know 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah, so then people will also schedule their pickup time on on that app as yep. well, or on the online sales. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I- we'll know we'll know who's coming, and um, and there'll also be obviously a payment option there, which we don't have right now. So we're actually physically having to take the cards. Yeah. Um. So that will help out tremendously for people to be able to just pay as they go online. Well, it's very encouraging to hear your uh, experience at your uh, brew pub. That's nice to know. And I think the food probably has made a difference for you. And that's good to hear, too. Yes. So let's uh, move over to the situation with distribution. You know, Aaron just mentioned that. But I know that I've been reading the national figures uh, sales for last week up 55% on in grocery stores over the previous week as people stocked up on beer, I guess, kind of like they were stocking up on toilet paper. But um, I just wondered if you guys have seen uh, that translate. Uh, and Matt, let's start with you. Big Timber uses distributors to sell and deliver your beer to retailers. Uh, what's the situation you're seeing? Uh, from what we're gathering from our distributors, and there, it changes every day, um, but it seems like can sales, they're pretty steady for our product. It, it seems like from what I'm hearing, uh, Sam's talked to a couple people, a lot of the big growth, at least on, or a lot of big uptick, It's they're saying it's like 4th of July sales numbers, but it's mostly large larger packages so even even on the craft side it's larger packages we do everything in four packs um but it's remaining remaining steady and that that's at least some cash flow we've had we had three distributors pick up this week um all cans so hopefully that maintains yeah um are you getting a better feel for balancing production with the expected sales now? I know that was a big question, you know, very recently, but just wondering how that's going. Yeah. Um, well, we had a normal production in the tanks and we're, we're about maybe a little over 55% in retail packaging and cans for, for our, our distributor sales. So we're at a little over half, um, and that seems to be maintaining. We haven't done much on the wart production side because, uh, you know, we we had beer in the tanks, and then we lost all that draft, and we're just kind of devoting all of it to package. Next week, um, we didn't brew it all this week. Maybe next week we're – you might get a batch or two in. Right. And I know you were trying to come out with about every month and a half a new uh, sour beer or a different product, uh, IPA or something. Is that How is that schedule likely to be affected? So um, I, I currently smell like limes right now. We've uh, been processing <laughs> limes since noon. That's good. Uh, That's yeah, not so, a bad smell. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's like... Uh, over 900 limes. Um, so we're getting ready. The key limes finished fermenting. So now we'll age it on lime peel, vanilla, 
um, cinnamon. And then that'll be packaged either late next week or early the following week. So we had those cans on hand, so that's good. We'll get that in package and that'll get out. Um, we'll have some for distribution. A lot of it will be in our tap room. Uh, but on top of that, we had some beers that were in the works that were probably going to be just draft only. And, um, we switched it. Uh, so we're just trying to get labels done and sent off to get, we don't have a labeler right now, so we're going to get them all shrink wrapped. So I know those operations are still proceeding as normal, but I, I don't know exactly what their lead times are. Hopefully we'll get a, we'll get an idea here later this evening or tomorrow, but uh, we were going to do like a, a Mexican lager with lime and Serrano, and that was going to be a draft. Now we're switching it to cans. Um, Interesting. Good. We're going to can up some of our double bakes. We're sitting on some of that, and and we don't think it'll hold up over, you know, <laughs> we don't know how long this is going to last. And, right. right. Um, we're just preparing for it going longer rather than shorter um so we're getting some cans for that and uh um we have our coffee lager our lager joe um which was going to be our spring seasonal um that was going to be draft only but now we're going to switch it to cans so that'll be in in cans too but those are probably we're probably looking out like a month on those and then the key lime pie should be out here in the next couple weeks oh that's a solid lineup good to hear that uh aaron mccoy yes uh aaron weather ground as you said previously you don't use distributors you've got your employees um and you sell yourself uh to deliver beer to retailers what are you seeing in the market as far as i know you talked a little bit about you still have a few people selling some cans for you, but basically you're selling it on your own. Um, talk about that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So we're a pretty small operation, as most people probably are familiar with us. We have one kind of sales, kind of head of sales, uh, Bobby Bowling, and then that word is our delivery driver. Um, so we do biweekly runs, or sorry, bi-monthly runs. So Charleston Huntington. Beckley Fayetteville one week, Morgantown, um, and then Lewisburg kind of surrounding area um, the following week. So last week we cut Morgantown just because we we didn't have enough orders going in to make it worth the while for us to go. Um, but then this week, which we'll go to Morgantown tomorrow, we have quite a bit of um we have 10 sixtals going out uh, tomorrow, and then we have close to 30 cases going out tomorrow. So it really just depends on the week. Um, Charleston and Huntington have been very steady for us. A lot of places picking up cans um, in that area, which has been you know, outstanding for us to continue um, to sell in pretty large quantities for, for us as kind of a smaller brewery on distribution. Um, but definitely enough you know, that the, the paychecks, or sorry, the, the checks that are coming in, from those accounts aren't so different pre-corona. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so we've been, there's not, it's not as many as accounts, but the ones that were always big players with cans have continued to be stay pretty steady um, for us, which 
we had no idea which way it was going to go, but it seems like people are still, um, you know, in search of being able to pick up cans in that market. So, um, so we feel pretty lucky with that. Um, when it well, comes to the pipeline or things that we're just trying to stay, um, we're trying to stay fresh and new, kind of like Matt was saying, some of our stuff, we, um, we were throwing around a month ago, not sure if, if we were going to put some things into cans, um, but now obviously most of what we can is going to go in a can. Right. Um, but we also work with a local company here, kid in the background for all of a lot of our label uh, artwork. And so um, we're pretty fortunate that we can shoot an idea over to them and in return, get a label pretty quickly um, and then obviously send that off for approval. So that process is, um, is, kind of going to be continuing, uh, I think probably on a weekly basis at this point. Oh, um, right. But so far for the pipeline, we have our worth two licks, which is our double IPA, uh, coming out in cans, um, which we have worth a lick, obviously our, um, our lactose IPA. And, uh, this is the, the bigger version of it coming out. And then we just can today our blissful Weiss, um, which is our, our Hefeweizen and, we're kind of playing around with the idea right now. Um, we're not playing around. We kind of made the decision of uh, a version called Dark Side of Bliss, okay. which is um, going to be a darker version of Blissful Weiss, so a Dunkelweizen. Um, and we we weren't sure where we were going to put that in cans, but I think we made the executive decision today that that is going in cans. Looking and, forward to that. Yeah, we're excited for that one. That's definitely something Sam was playing around with, and I think he's very excited uh, just to kind of have a change, change right. of pace. Um, and then our collaboration with Summit um, out of Huntington um, is 16 Shots in Munich, and we had previously had that on draft um, in Taproom and also in Accounts. Um, we're going to can that as well, and that's a German-style Pilsner. Um so something kind of to look forward to in the in the warmer months. Um, and then just a couple other smaller things that we've been playing around with. We have a farmhouse ale in the works with some pawpaws um, that we're probably going to bottle. And then um, a smoked bock uh, with a bit Ooh. of a lager with some smoked malt. So I think they're just trying to say is, um, you know, we don't have to, um, we don't have to put, too much into cans at this point, I guess it's kind of a picking, choose what tastes good and, and when we're going to do it. But we also brew on such a small system that it allows us to play around a little bit more. Um, right. And on canning day, we don't have to can as much. Right. Um, it gives you an advantage. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, the plan. I don't know. Maybe they'll get real creative down there now that they've got some time. <laughs> Well, one last question regarding the, the cans. Um, is there a certain particular kind of can that you see is the most popular that you just can't keep enough of it in cans? Uh, in other words, what I, kind of beer is moving the best for? Yeah, I mean, I think I think obviously like our IPAs don't don't hold on for too long. So anytime we have haggard or stop and smell or worth a lick in a can, um, we've seen them go pretty quick, but. Yet again, we don't put that many out on the market um, because on our canning day, it's a team of, you know, nine of us and four of us are hand labeling <laughs> still. Ah, um, gotcha. And so I think they move quickly because by the time you divvy them up between 
accounts in the tap room, there's really, you know, it's not like a massive bulk of cans. Um, right. Right. For an IPA works out, you know, well, but um, we also don't ever try to have two of them on the market at the same time. So if Haggard's out there, we try not to release stop and smell until Haggard's somewhat off the market. Um, it doesn't always work out, but that's kind of the plan um, for our IPAs. So we will see. Okay. Um, as far as cans, back to you, Matt. I know, it's, you know, obviously week to week and, and can be hard to, to guess this, but do you think initially you have any plans to increase the amount of cans that you're putting into the market? Yeah, I, I touched on that. Um, we're going to do the, the lager Joe, which we weren't going to can. Um, and the, um, our Serrano and lime Mexican lager, we'll do a right. short run of that. Uh, we're also looking at doing the, we just talked about it today, so we might try to get in the tank or next week, but the, the altogether beer, um, just try to help out some of the, the other service staff that aren't as lucky to, to have, you know, retail to do. Um, just in the local Elkins area it won't be a big run. Um, and, uh, yeah, like we, Aaron mentioned hand labeling. We did that with our uh, fifth anniversary there and that, that took up a lot of time. So we, we might, the, the, um, all together beer would be a hand labeled one, but, um, okay. We we were we were looking at getting a labeler and that was one of the big points to go to CBC and figure it out, but uh, that got canceled. <laughs> so yeah. um, that was happening later this month. And uh, but no, I mean that's definitely where the beer industry is going, or at least the craft market is doing more shorter runs, more new stuff in cans, which. I mean, I enjoy trying new beers and being able to, sure. you know, drink them at my house or whatnot. It's, uh, um, well, Aaron knows as well as I do, like having kids and going out and getting to try a <laughs> bunch of beers. It's, it's harder and harder these days. Um, but, um, you know, and then now with the, social distancing and staying at home uh, right having being able to purchase a variety in cans is really unfortunately i don't think the west virginia market right now is as well off as other markets but um from what i'm gathering uh aaron was on the build call yesterday but it seems like most breweries have their staff on in the state and you know that's that's great. I think I don't Absolutely. think that's the case case in uh, in a lot of other states. So, uh, yeah. and a few of us have, um, well, I know a few other breweries have purchased canning lines or are doing small batch canning. So that I I mean I feel for the ones that aren't because it's it's hard if you don't have a retail package right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's change gears a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the government reaction to all this uh, coronavirus crisis. And um, recently, the federal government did pass a large stimulus package of, aimed at helping small businesses, or at least in part. 
have you guys looked at that, Matt? Uh, any reaction to that as how it might help you just quickly? I know you're not politicians. Any just immediate reactions to that? Um, yeah, we already applied for the, um, the coronavirus, uh, the $10,000, um, loan that Mm -hmm. could turn into a grant. And then the, the paycheck protection plan there, uh, I spoke with our banker and I told him we were interested in, um, or paycheck protection program signing up for that and uh because again i you know i i I feel like we could be closer to the beginning than the end and you know i i don't try to predict the future right Um, so 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 we'll try to be safe and uh um do that that'll help ensure that we keep our employees on staff and we we were fortunate um, we're doing a new tap room build out. And so we were staying pretty liquid and, um, I kind of, we made sure that we had good inventory. It's just being in West Virginia. Um, I'm sure Aaron understands like getting, getting cost of goods sold here can be a chore sometimes. And it, there's all kinds of stuff that can pop out, right? You know, the pandemic wasn't really the top of the list, but I'm, I'm glad we were <laughs> fortunate enough to be, be prepared for something of the sort. So, um, you know, I, I think we were sitting better than a, a lot of businesses. So I, I, I hope that, you know, everybody powers through. I mean, I really feel for a lot of our customers and, um, the bars and the service staff that worked there. And I mean, that's, it's rough. Um, oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but hopefully uh, the government and, um, you know, you, you really appreciate your, um, the end customer at this point in time, because you understand like without them, you don't have a business, you don't have a brewery. Um, breweries i think are somewhat fortunate that we we are kind of we span different businesses not only are we manufacturing we're retail um you know on-premise accounts and that that diversification helps out yeah it sure does and i I can see that because uh if you were just selling like your tap room you know you'd have more serious problems for sure yeah um and, it, and it's great because, well, plus we do a lot of stuff in-house, like, um, so, like, uh, my sister does the labels, so she's been, she's gotten really busy trying to <laughs> relabel a bunch of cans, and um, just all that stuff really, really helps out, um, you know, being able to be flexible, and and there's a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of situations where they're not as fortunate. So Aaron Fonda, how about you guys? What part of the federal package do you like, or do you like what they're doing? Yeah. So we, we just actually on the guild meeting yesterday, we're talking about this. So we've also looked at the, the payroll protection and then we are using, um, can't remember who brought it up yesterday, but the Brewers Association had a, a good breakdown of everything that is kind of offered depending on your size and your scale and, and what you're in need of. And so 
we're kind of just uh, at the time right now we're we're staying afloat. But like Matt said, I'm, I'm not sh- I'm not sure how long this is this is going to be the case. Um, you know, and so we at this point are uh, we're definitely looking over our options. The only one that we're super concerned about um, kind of applying for and, and getting on board with is for pay- payroll protection. But for the rest of it right now, we're um, we're seeing how it goes week by week. I think for us, really, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, the the restaurant side of us has um, been able to save us, I think, in a big way. Um, and then the other side, like Matt literally said, I think it makes you appreciate your community and, and the people that support you, um, you know, because a lot of the people that support us are, you know, in their own way struggling. You know, a lot of the people that we're close with and friends with here have their own small businesses that are being affected by this. But um, it just for an example, today I, I went into a local restaurant for to-go food to try to support them for uh, some of the people that were, were canning today and um, picking up food and and sitting there like six feet away from me trying to, to say like, what can we do to help you? Uh, we don't we don't want to make money off of anything. We just want to support other local businesses in the area. And I think that um, it just hits home with so many people. And the fact that they are putting them, you know, putting us on the plate, just saying like, we will help you no matter what it is um, to get your product moved. And um, so for us right now, we're just focusing on trying to support, you know, everyone else in the industry around us that are fortunate enough to still have their doors open. Um and then also just trying to be as supportive as possible with um, with trying to, to help a lot of our bartenders that most of their jobs were in the service industry. So if we can bring them on for canning or we can bring them on for um, whatever it is that can be done in the tap room, we're, we're trying our hardest to keep everyone's spirits lifted and, um, and, and do the best we can so that everyone walks out of this um, – hopefully a little bit more appreciative of just everyday life, but um, also that they know that, you know, we, we tried to stick behind everyone in the community and we're just super thankful for the support that they've, they've given us. So we feel really grateful that we have the people standing behind us. Well, speaking of uh, helping out each other, um, let's talk about what state government's doing. I mean, while they've allowed breweries to continue to operate as uh, essential businesses, during this crisis anyway, that they, uh, they haven't been very fast to relax some of the uh, alcohol laws like many other surrounding states have, for instance, on shipping and delivering beer, allowing breweries to do that. Uh, I'm just wondering what you guys think about the reaction the state has had in that area for regulatory relief. Uh, Aaron, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, so we had a, a pretty good conversation about this yesterday. It was yesterday, right, Matt? <laughs> That's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, so yesterday um, we, Aaron, um, the other Aaron wrote from Short Story, who is our guild president, uh, got us all on a Zoom call and basically just tried to break down what people's needs are at this point um, that they can kind of put before the state and say, you know, if we could do X, Y, and Z, it would help, uh, it would help everyone. And so obviously two of the big things, Charles, you just mentioned were brought up in that conversation. So delivery, um, and then also shipping, um, 
And for some of the breweries in the state, it makes way more sense to be able to deliver and have that honored by the state. And then for other breweries, it makes more sense for shipping to um, you know be honored. And so we kind of sat down and said, what are our priorities and what do we want to put before um, the state and ask if you know tomorrow they could sign something or add something to the executive order, what would we want? Uh, and I think those two were very high up on the list. And then I think also just working towards, um, you know, uh, getting, uh, if people are moving more into the canning realm, um, just a very clear, concise label approval process and, and get those labels uh, in and out of the door so that we can continue to put new product on the shelves, keep people interested, keep people buying. Um, and so I really think that those three things, if we could see quick movement, as you said, a lot of our surrounding states have already said for sure on delivery, for sure on shipping. Um, so I, you know, those, I think those right now is, uh, as the guild are the priorities. Matt, do you want to chime in on that? Um, I, I mean, Aaron spoke pretty good on it. I, I think part of the issue is like, the surrounding states are doing it, but I don't know how much of it was ever like brought up to the state before this happened. I feel like some of those states have probably, uh, you know, been pushing for some of that beforehand. And, you know, the uh, craft brewing industry and in our state still, I mean, we still have a lot of room to grow. And I think um, the state maybe, I'd love to see it happen. I'm just, we're still wrapping our heads around like doing collaborations and stuff like that. So I, I, I'm, I hope it happens, but I'm, I'm a little skeptical to be honest, but uh, um, we'll, we'll see how it is. I, I guess from uh, Sam mentioned him and Aaron talked to ABCA and the governor's office supported it. So it'd be great to see it go through. And, uh, you know, the, I think part of the issue is people think like, you know, we're going to be dropping off beer to house parties or something. And it's like that, that's not the case. It's not like a, a big money maker, but in times like these, it helps, uh, keep cash flow going and keep people busy and employed and, just be nice to to have some freedom with alcohol laws like that so i'm hoping they'll give a little leniency and um you know might be realizing that we're not here to abuse these we're just here to you know try to support our families and our employees families yeah i think it uh my opinion on it anyway is that this industry the brewing industries in West Virginia is a little underappreciated certainly by the leadership of the state and uh, maybe even by the public in general I think it must be probably related to the fact that it's quite small yet uh, that while in other states it you know it's bigger industries because there's more breweries maybe in West Virginia just the size has not caught on yet to the public uh, attention so sometimes they kind of maybe get left out or they don't think it's a priority to fix rules and regs and things. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the public's really, I really think the public is a huge advocate for us. It's just like, as far as, um, I mean, Aaron understands, like 
we're one of the bigger breweries in the state and uh we're we're not big by we wouldn't be considered big in ohio or virginia um and so just being able to pool resources or whatnot it's it's taking time out of our everyday jobs like you know we got to step away from the beer we're trying to make to to try to make sure the state government's on our side and whatnot so um we do it to the best of our abilities but we got to make sure the beer's good first yeah yeah Aaron Fonda? I mean, Aaron Fonda. No, I'm sorry. I need to go to Aaron McCoy now. <laughs> <laughs> a bit confusing with two Aaron's. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, the next one's going to be kind of a tough question. You, saw, you know, the, the disease experts have suggested that this crisis could go on for many more weeks, maybe months, before things get back to normal. Um, okay. I know Matt had mentioned, you know, that you thought that this was probably the beginning more so than the end. So how long do you think that you guys can hold out? Um, Aaron, I'll start with you. Sure. Um, So right now we in our mindset or our plans or when we have our daily meetings or our conversations, we, we have the mindset of July right now. So right now when we talk about everything that we can accomplish and stay alive and stay afloat and pay our employees and be creative and continue to do the things we need to do. Um, as long as our community continues to support us in the amazing way that they have and that the end consumers are still buying cans in places that we can furnish cans to, I think we can go on like this for, for quite some time. I mean, mentally, that might be a different question. Um, I think, you know, everyone is going to find moments of, you know, I don't know how much longer I can do this. If you are truly doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is, you know, staying home. Um, And so for, for us right now, we, we take it day by day mentally you have to, um, but strategically as a business, if, if we can stay on the trajectory that we're on right now um, and continue to have the support from, from our tap room sales and from, like I said, the accounts that are still able to purchase and sell our cans, we can continue this. And as long as we, um, like I said, stay creative and get product on the market and get people interested and still excited that they want to take the five minute, 10 minute, 15 minute drive down to their local retailer and purchase the can. Um, I think we're going to be okay. Um, which I can't, you know, we're so, we're so unbelievably fortunate to be able to say that because I know a lot of people, uh, are, are not fortunate to say that. So, um, for us right now, it's a, we're taking it one day at a time, but if we have the continued support and we have the mental capacity, I think, you know, we can, we can see this through the other side or I, or I hope, I hope we can. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Uh, Matt, same question for you. How long do you think you guys can hold out if this thing continues? Um, you know, I, Anybody that makes beer, I think, is pretty stubborn. Uh, if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna sit there and wait for two, three, four weeks to figure out if what you did is right, um, I, I think we'll hold out. All right. Um, I said earlier we've been trying to keep our full staff on, and uh, the PPP there, um, it should should definitely. Um, relax some of those concerns so i don't know as far as um actually seeing an end i feel like 
we're more fortunate um, given our being able to still sell canned product that if if we don't make it I'm I'm a little concerned of who does or how this all turns out so right. I mean I think I, I I feel comfortable being able to power through for two three months um, you know something will give by then hopefully otherwise I'm, I'm not a lot of I don't have a lot of concern about the bank call and I know, but I, I, I think everybody's in this together and we're all going to work together and, um, you know, hopefully we all come out fine and healthy and, uh, everybody has a little more appreciation for what everybody does for a living. Cause it, this has just made it a struggle, I guess. And absolutely, I'm, I'm happy to go home at night and, be able to sleep thinking that everybody's in this together and nobody's out to, you know, hurt our business or somebody else's. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a rough time. And I think we'll pull through and I hope everybody else does too. I mean, our, a lot of our customers have it a lot harder than we do. So, um, I, I'm pulling for them and, if I'm worried about myself, uh, and I know there's a lot of people off worse. So, well, Aaron Fonda and Matt Kwasniewski, we appreciate you guys joining us today to share your thoughts on these important topics. Yes, you guys, thank you so much, and we certainly wish you the best of luck in the weeks and months ahead. Yes, yeah. thank you guys, and uh, thanks for uh, keeping the state informed when we're all holed up in our houses. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having us. Yes, thank you. Right after we completed recording this interview with Matt and Aaron, we learned that the governor had issued an executive order allowing breweries and bars and restaurants to deliver beer to their customers. That's really good news. We're very pleased. So again, our guests today were Matt Kwasniewski, president and co-founder of Big Timber Brewing in Elkins, West Virginia, and Aaron Fonda, co-founder of Weathered Ground Brewery in Coolridge, West Virginia. This brings us to the close of another podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast host. Thank you for listening to West Virginia Beer Roads. West Virginia Beer Roads is a production of BrilliantStream.com.